Welcome to the podcast, Superwoman Smarts, Activating Leadership and Substance. I am your host, Andrea Y. Wilcox. Today's episode is an interview with bikini bodybuilder, winner, and personal trainer, Heather Gardner. Heather is the founder of Fit by Heather, and she's also an International Sports Sciences Association Certified Specialist in Fitness Nutrition. Heather is also a pharmaceutical representative with Custom Compounding Centers Pharmacy in Kingsport, and in her past life, she has sold airtime for over 35 networks, including ESPN, Lifetime, and Fox News. But before we jump right into the interview, I have to tell you about my new website, www.superwomansmarts.com, where you will find more timely, useful, and reliable content geared to women who want to grow personally, professionally, and financially. To learn more, just visit www.superwomansmarts.com and become a free registered member. Today, Heather talks to us about nutrition, competition, and fitness myths. Heather, welcome to the program. You know, health, our health and wellness is on the top of the list for most women. And so I'm so excited to have you here today to set us all straight on what we're doing and what we could do better and, and that sort of thing. So I've given our listeners a little bit about you already, you know, telling them who you are and what you do for a living. But just give us a little bit more. Tell us a little bit more about your, your personal life. Sure. Um, well, I am married. I have a 19-year-old stepson, and I'm a uh, pit bull rescue mom. Oh, okay. Um, my hobbies include cooking, working out, of course, mm -hmm. and I really have a soft spot in my heart to help women uh, reach their fitness goals because there's so much information out there. It can be very confusing to women, mm -hmm. and I spend a great deal of my spare time studying and making sure that I'm providing correct information uh, to the women out there. That you're working with? Yes. Excellent, excellent. Well, I'm so excited to ask you about your, your, your competition uh, that you recently competed in a bodybuilding competition. Yes. You not only competed in that competition, but you won the bikini division. I did. So we want to know, you know, how did you come to be doing this? You know, why and what it took? And just tell us about that experience. What led you to that? Absolutely. Um, well, I, I'm 30. I'll be 32 years old in August mm -hmm. this year. Uh, when I was 16 years old, that's when my fascination with exercising, bodybuilding, health and fitness became a very uh, real for me. Mm -hmm. And so at 16 years old, I began to teach fitness classes. So, you know, I've been doing this for a very long time. And I went through a lot of phases uh, in my life as far as you know, emphasis on cardio or emphasis on weightlifting, and I know that's something we'll talk about later. Mm -hmm. But uh, back in 2012 is when I did my first uh, competition, mm -hmm. and the bikini division is part of a bodybuilding competition. There are several different divisions for uh, men as well as women. Mm -hmm. The bikini division is a softer look, less muscular. Um, they look more for curves and things like that. Low body fat, but but curves not not too muscular and athletic. Mm -hmm. um, I originally decided back in 2012 when a, a woman from my gym approached me and told me that I had the the physique for the competitions, and you know I never thought it would be something that I would be interested in or something that I wanted to do. But I'm always up for a challenge, and when it comes to my physique goals, there are no barriers. I 
I do love fitness for uh, the physique aspect of it, but more importantly, the mental aspect, you know, as well. Mental. But mm -hmm. um, it's a it's a big stress reliever for me. But you know, the physique aspect of it is kind of the cherry on top. So when I decided to compete, uh, I, I did a lot of research and it's definitely an extreme approach. It's not something that a, a woman should do if she's new to working out or new to fitness. You definitely want to be a seasoned athlete. You mm -hmm. want to be somebody that's been in the gym for a few years because it is very extreme. You know, toward the end, when you're prepping for a competition, your calories are low, you're working out more than usual, and it's not something that you can sustain for a long period of time. Right. But it's a fun experience, especially if you have a good coach. That's one thing that for any woman that's thinking about doing a competition is just make sure that you find a good coach because there's a good side and a bad side to competitions. And the bad side is it can create a poor um, body image issues, it can cause issues with food, and if it's not done properly, it can cause metabolic damage. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to find a coach that understands, uh, you know, how to properly prescribe the right amount of cardio, the right amount of calories, carbs, fats, protein, mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So for my first competition, I did have a coach. I did very well in that competition. I won first place. Mm -hmm. I was really proud. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I suffered a little bit afterward with my relationship with food and you know it was kind of confusing to understand how to incorporate foods back into my diet so from that point on that's when I really that was back in 2012 mm -hmm. uh, that's when I really decided that I wanted to learn more about nutrition for myself not just because of the bodybuilding aspect of it but just it fascinates me right so that's when I became certified as a specialist in fitness nutrition um, through ISSA mm -hmm. and um, I think that's so interesting that you compete at first and then you'd say you know I want to learn more about this yeah and then you went and got educated exactly because you know before I did the competitions I just did I guess the traditional quote clean eating mm -hmm. um, you know very minimal processed foods mostly whole foods but I didn't put any kind of emphasis on calories or macronutrients and macronutrients are carbs fats and protein mm -hmm. that's what that means mm -hmm. and I call it macros for short mm -hmm. um, but you know that's really what I study now and uh, that's what I put a big emphasis on because the amount of calories and, and macros that you eat is a, is directly linked to your body composition and it's like a big science experiment mm -hmm. I'm not saying you have to count calories and count macros for the rest of your life but for people who initially have weight loss goals or specific physique goals you want to be able to track what you eat and see how many calories you're eating because that could be the big answer to the question of why can't I lose weight. Right. But anyway, back to the, uh, the competing. I, yeah. I competed three times after that. My second competition was in Kentucky. I didn't do so well. Um, I, I wasn't really in the right mindset at the time. It, it takes a mental toll on you because you know, when you're prepping for a competition, your social life kind of goes out the window. It doesn't have to, but you know, it, it, it becomes very hard. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very important to have support from your family, from your spouse, from your friends, because it, it takes a toll on your body and your mind. But I competed um, in Knoxville two years ago, and that's where I won my class again. Mm -hmm. And I was really proud um, that it was the point where I was coaching myself. I had a much healthier approach to the process of doing the prep. Mm -hmm. I did a 12-week prep. Um, I never dropped my calories below 1,600, which is kind of unheard of, but 
you know, that goes back into what I was saying about finding a good coach. If you protect your metabolism and you diet down appropriately, you're not going to have to do massive amounts of cardio and only eat a thousand calories a day. Right. It, it all depends on, you know, where you're at, what your body looks like, mm -hmm. and how your how healthy your metabolism is. Mm -hmm. And a lot of women don't understand that. I've seen so many women who compete, and they don't understand that you when you begin the dieting phase for a competition, you want to be on the highest amount of calories possible mm -hmm. and then slowly decrease. And so many women just crash and want to eat a thousand calories for 12 weeks right. so they can quickly lose the weight. But that's a metabolic disaster because what happens, what I've seen so many times with women is after a competition, they don't properly reverse diet. Mm -hmm. And a reverse diet is exactly what it sounds like. You're oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm going on like a yeah. minute bitch. That's what happens, Well, that's right? what happens with yeah. women. Instead of doing a reverse diet where you slowly add calories back in, mm -hmm. because what happens when you're on low calories, it's it's inevitable that you're going to be on, a, on the lower end of your calorie range mm -hmm. um, the weeks prior to your competition. But after that, you know, you have to realize your, your metabolism is slowing down, down. slow down to a crawl basically so you have to slowly increase your food to get your metabolism built back up to mm -hmm. that appropriate level mm -hmm. so a lot of women don't understand that so they'll go right back into you know they've been restricted from all this junk food and all the food you know that they want so mm -hmm. then they just binge and then I've seen women gain 12 pounds in a month Wow! Mm -hmm. so it's it's just it's really important to find a good coach and mm -hmm. I you know I can help women find a good coach. I mm -hmm. actually, I don't do, I don't personally do coaching. I've got a couple of girls, uh, personal friends of mine, I'm going to coach this year mm -hmm. for a competition in August, but I can definitely help people find mm -hmm. an appropriate coach. Right. Well, you know, we're in the social era, you know, social media. So I know for myself, I've seen some transformational pictures where I just cannot believe that one body type can go to, you know, bikini ready. You know, can we really, can you really achieve that as a, I want to say a regular woman? Um, who might be a little bit, you know, overweight right now? Can you really do that? Can, does your body really change like that? Absolutely, it does. And it's it's like I said before, it's kind of like a science experiment. It's definitely not one size fits all. It's mm -hmm. very, it's based on the individual. It's based on your body type. Mm -hmm. Some people do better with a lower carb, higher fat, moderate mm -hmm. protein diet. Some women do better with a higher carb low fat, moderate protein. Mm -hmm. uh, it just depends on your body type. If, if a woman is overweight, she'll want to start on, on with lower carbs and higher fat, mm -hmm. but you always want to keep your protein constant. You want to keep, you know, a healthy level of protein, whether you're doing low fat or high fat, mm -hmm. you know, you want to keep that protein high. Mm -hmm. Now, when would you be doing high fat? You well, the, the time when it would be appropriate to go lower carb is for someone, for example, who maybe is obese. Mm -hmm. Carbohydrates are energy food and they supply our body with energy. Mm -hmm. And really, you, you want to eat carbohydrates mostly pre and post workout because that's when you need them the most. Mm -hmm. Before your workout, you know, a few hours before, you want a good complex carbohydrate, you know, some some oatmeal and pair it with a protein shake or a piece of fruit with a protein shake and the protein shake, you know, for the protein. Yes. So you always want to have a carb and a protein. And post-workout is the same thing. You need to replenish your body from, you know, you've just depleted it from your workout. But fat can also be used as energy. So a lot of times people find that uh, fat is more satisfying than carbs. So, mm -hmm. you know, you can eat the, the grass-fed butter, you can eat the avocados, the whole eggs. Love it. You know, yeah. 
so higher fat, lower carb can be very effective for people because okay. it gives them the satisfaction. Um, Feeling like they actually ate something. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, you can eat more fatty cuts of meat mm -hmm. or, you know, you don't want to go overboard. Uh, but someone like me, you know, I can eat, I, on an average, I'll eat about 200 grams of carbs per day and mm -hmm. about 90 grams of fat. So everybody is different. Yes. Everybody's different. And it's, it just takes a little bit of practice. You're not going to find the formula that works for you in a week. Mm -hmm. It's going to take, it could take four weeks. Right. You know, you may have to play around a little bit with the numbers right. and see what works best for you. Mm -hmm. It's but, pretty easy to get to 200 carbs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know it is, but it isn't. Yeah. I mean, depending on what you're having, right? For Again. me, for me, what I practice, I'm a big um, fan of moderation. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in dieting. I don't believe in diets. Uh, I think they're too restrictive, and I think that people, you know, diet. The word diet is associated with starvation, dread, hunger, you know, starvation, mm -hmm. and nobody wants to have to deal with that so the approach that I have with nutrition is there are some things you just can't avoid you can't avoid getting your protein every day mm -hmm. you need to eat protein with every meal you know three to five ounces of protein and protein can come from a plethora of sources it can come from um, egg whites chicken ground turkey uh, lean cuts of beef lean cuts of pork protein shakes um, you know things like that so you can't avoid your protein because protein plays a vital role in fat loss and just for your metabolism mm -hmm. in general. And really all three macronutrients, carbs, fat, protein, they all play a vital role. Mm -hmm. um, I think I've cut back on my protein and, and I feel like I, I have put on some pounds as a result from cutting back the uh, protein drink. Yeah. So. And you know... There's a, there's a big misconception out there. I've heard women say before, well, I don't want to drink protein shakes because I don't want it to make me big and bulky. Yes. Well, that's just, that's like saying I don't want to eat a chicken breast because I don't want it to make me big and bulky. The only time a woman could get big and bulky, well, she can't really unless she is basically using steroids mm -hmm. because women don't naturally produce enough testosterone to look like a man. Sure. And I know, you know, when you look on social media and you talk about bodybuilding and women and bodybuilding, these women go to extreme measures for their bodies to be that muscular. Mm -hmm. And just the average woman is not going to look like that. If you go into a gym and you get on a good strength training regimen, you're going to love the results you get because you're going to be toned, you're going to have the nice curves that you want. And it is, women don't really realize how hard it is to gain muscle. It is very, very hard for a woman to gain muscle. Okay, good, good point. Well, that's great. And I'm inspired, I'm thinking about it. I've talked to you about it, we'll see what happens, right? And so uh, the next question is about shopping. You know, okay. we're out at the grocery store, and I'm sure there's some do's and don'ts for healthy shopping. What are some of your recommendations? What, what are some of your cautions? Well, grocery shopping, I'm one of those weird people that I enjoy grocery shopping. Mm -hmm. But some of the the tips that I would encourage women, um, some of the tips that I would give women, make sure that you make a list before you go. Going into the grocery store without a list is kind of like a recipe for disaster because you don't know what you're going to get. You know, you need to think think ahead for the week. Think, okay, Monday night we're going to have tacos. Tuesday night we're going to have turkey meatloaf, you know, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that every night can't be planned out, but you definitely want to make a grocery list and make sure that you have a lot of fruits and vegetables on there, a lot of the protein like we talked about. You want to make sure you have some good complex carbohydrate sources such as, you know, sweet potatoes, butternut squash, acorn squash, 
um, jasmine rice, brown rice, oatmeal, things like that. Mm -hmm. What I like to do, I like to shop the perimeter of the grocery store, and I'm sure that you've heard that before. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. But you want to focus on the vegetable and fruit aisle. You want to focus on, uh, I like to focus on the dairy aisle because I love Greek yogurt and I love low-fat cheeses and things like that. Now with yogurt, you want to be careful because a lot of times yogurt can have as much sugar as a candy bar. So my general rule of thumb for yogurt is if it has more than 10 grams of sugar, I don't want it. Okay. So my favorite brands are the Dan and & Light and & Fit Greek yogurts. They're delicious. Mm -hmm. um, I like Siggy's brand yogurt, which that's usually exclusive to health food stores or mm -hmm. Sam's. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, the low-fat cheeses are great to throw in an omelet or throw in a salad. And they, you know, they can be very satisfying. Good. Also, of course, you want to buy whole eggs. You want to buy, I love to buy liquid egg whites, your unsweetened almond milk or your low-fat milk. Um, and also, you want to shop there on the perimeter of the, the meat section. Mm -hmm. You know, stock up on those lean meat seafood. You know, you want to make sure that you grill your meats, broil them, bake them, saute them in a pan with a little olive or coconut oil, right. things like that. Now, we can't discount some of the foods on the, the inner aisles of the grocery store. You know, the frozen section, you can get all kinds of frozen fruits and vegetables. And especially if you're on a budget, frozen fruits and vegetables can be wonderful because sure. you can get a giant bag of broccoli for five bucks, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. and certain things like um, canned tuna or canned beans those are great things you can find on the inner aisles mm -hmm. um, rice cakes peanut butter coffee of course sure you can't go without coffee yes. um, and oatmeal you know things like that are what mm -hmm. I shop for on the inner aisles but mm -hmm. definitely go in with a plan and don't go hungry make sure it's a good idea to you know eat dinner or you know just eat a meal before you go because <laughs> If you're going hungry, you're going to come out That's with triple the, the amount you intended. Yes, I, I can see that. So how about snacking, especially us women at work? Yes. You know, when we're usually, or I talked about earlier, when there's a snow day. Yes. You know, what about the unhealthy snacks? How do we, how do we improve in this area? Well, one thing that has helped me, I, I'm a snacker. Mm -hmm. You know, I love to snack. And I, I, when I realized that, I thought, okay, maybe I need to eat bigger meals. Mm -hmm. So for me, you know, there's a big myth that you need to eat six times a day to lose weight and that's not true either if you like to eat six times a day then go for it i really don't yeah i don't enjoy that either i yeah. don't have time for that mm -hmm. so for me i like higher volume meals so i like to eat three big meals a day mm -hmm. and then I might sprinkle in a snack or two, mm -hmm. usually usually two snacks mm -hmm. now that may not work for everybody again you know you got to see what works for, for you, you. <laughs> but I find that that helps me cut back with my snacking, but I do still snack. So what I'll have, I always keep things on hand like um, low-fat string cheese, apples, protein bars, Quest bars are my favorite. Mm -hmm. Walmart also has some good protein bars. The uh, Power Crunch brand and the Fit Crunch brand are great and they're cheap. Good. Um, really just keep healthy snacks on hand. I love to chop up celery and carrots, dip it in hummus or low-fat mm -hmm. um, yogurt dressing such as Bolthouse Farms brand, mm -hmm. which you can get at any grocery store in the vegetable section. Right. But really to keep vegetables on hand is important because vegetables are going to fill you up. They're fibrous. So I know it's really tempting when there's a donut, you know, but as time progresses and you make better choices day in day out it becomes easier to say no to those things because you realize that once you stop snacking on the high sugar high fat you know high carbohydrate mm -hmm. foods like donuts pastries and all those delicious things that 
when you kind of get those out of your your habits and your habits become I'm going to snack on a boiled egg and or you know some vegetables and hummus or what have you your body craves those type right. of foods. I actually get a little sick if I have something sweet because I don't yeah. normally eat sweets so if I have something I actually don't feel good. Yeah, that's what they do to you, mm -hmm. and that's that's why you know you'll you'll keep your blood sugar levels nice and, mm -hmm. and appropriate uh, if you choose the right things to snack on, and it'll keep you satisfied longer. Right. You know, throughout the day. Now, how about when you are on the road? Same, some of the same rules apply. Yes, um, I travel a lot for my job. Mm -hmm. I travel at least an hour away every day for work mm -hmm. and what I do every morning is I, I have a big lunch box and I I prep my meals ahead of time. Mm -hmm. I usually prep my meals on Sundays and Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. So on Sunday and Wednesday I spend about an hour and I prep all my lunches and all my snacks. Mm -hmm. And I put them in my lunch box that morning. So I'm not tempted to stop by a fast food restaurant or you know snack at something from a doctor's office. I have my food, I'm ready, and I'm prepared. Right. So in my lunchbox, I always have, I usually pack a really big salad with a source of protein on there, some chicken or some ground turkey or something like that. I always have protein bars, protein shakes, um, chopped vegetables and hummus, mm -hmm. things like that. Now, sometimes, you know, I will go out to eat, but you can still order healthy when you go out to eat. It's always safe to order a lean source of protein, grilled chicken, grilled steak, grilled salmon, and a side of grilled vegetables. I mean, mm -hmm. you can you can still go out to eat and yeah. get those kind of things. It's the willpower, you know, when the person across from you is yeah. getting that steak and cheese up, it makes it hard. It does make <laughs> it hard, but it, it just goes back to yeah. making those right decisions day oh, yeah. in, day out. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't enjoy from time to time mm -hmm. that, you know, hamburger and french fries, sure. because I definitely indulge now and then because I'm human, mm -hmm. and everybody, you know, needs to do that. But when you're consistent and you make good choices, you see the results that come from those choices, you don't want to eat that bad stuff mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. You you know, you, you want to eat more healthy things. Control it, right. And you know, when I travel overnight, if, you know, I try to stay in a hotel that has uh, at least a refrigerator. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes they'll have a kitchenette, but they don't have to. So if they have a refrigerator, you know, when I get off the plane or when I get there, I'll make a trip to the grocery store, I'll get some packs of tuna, some pick up some protein bars, you know, just pick up some non-perishable food items or some things I can throw in the fridge. Lots of grocery stores now have pre-boiled eggs. Yes. And pre-boiled eggs are a great snack. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to give you protein and fat, so it's going to keep you full for longer. Mm -hmm. So there's always there's always options. Okay, great. Excellent. And what about the myth uh, that it costs more, you know, to eat healthy? What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I know that a lot of people think that it costs more to eat healthy, and I think that big misconception comes from, you know, if you go to these health food stores, the food is more expensive. Mm -hmm. If you go to places like Earth Fair or Fresh Market <laughs> yes. or even your local food city or Kroger, they mm -hmm. have the specific health food aisles mm -hmm. where, you know, I saw... Um, this is so ridiculous. I, I They had a gluten-free flour, and it was $17 a bag. And not that you know not everybody needs to eat gluten-free but it just goes to show you that things are so overpriced in in those specific aisles but that doesn't mean that I rarely shop in those aisles mm -hmm. you know I, I really I never go in those sections to shop like I said I stay in the outskirts of the grocery store vegetables are not expensive frozen vegetables are especially not expensive mm -hmm. and you know I, I have a stepson who's 19 years old and I when I compare the cost of the food that he likes to eat versus the way that my husband and I eat, 
when you buy Doritos and frozen pizza and that kind of thing, um, it is very expensive. It's it's a lot more expensive than, you know, say a bag of zucchini is going to cost you about four dollars. Mm -hmm. Well, a couple bags of Doritos is going to cost you the same thing. Right. And so there really is no comparison. If you if you stick to the outskirts of the grocery store and you shop appropriately, mm-hmm. and you know, my advice to people would be stay out of those ridiculous <laughs> health food aisles of the grocery store where all the expensive stuff is because you don't need all that. Now, what about supplements? Supplements. Mm-hmm. Well, I am, I'm very minimalistic when it comes to supplements, and I think that that's a big area of confusion for a lot of women because I think nowadays, you know, Everybody is selling supplements, and it seems like the way that media advertises supplements, that's the answer to all the problems. But in real life, the way it works is what's most important is your nutrition and your exercising. And then secondary comes your supplements. Um, Now, it just depends on what your goals are based on what kind of supplements you might need. Mm -hmm. For most women... You know, just to keep it simple, a good multivitamin, um, a good fish oil supplement for your omega-3s, a vitamin D supplement for bone and immune health. What about flaxseed? Is that like the omega? Is that the same category? Flaxseed oil is great too. I did that this morning. Yay. Yes, good for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, But really those things, uh, just to keep it very minimalistic, you don't need supplements to lose weight. And I think that's where a lot of women get confused because they think you have to buy all these fat burners or all of these advertised supplements to lose weight and you really don't have to do those things. Mm -hmm. If you just have those good core supplements, the multivitamin, fish oil, vitamin D, that's really all you need. And of course, you know, talk to your doctor. They can tell you if it's appropriate. You may need to supplement with iron or zinc or something like that, but your doctor can help you with that. But those are just kind of the core supplements you need. Now, Mm -hmm. I take those things, but for somebody like me who does weightlifting, you want to supplement with a few more things. And again, I'm very minimalistic there, Mm -hmm. Um, but one, there's two supplements that I, I take regularly. One of them is branched-chain amino acids, um, and we call them BCAAs for short. Mm -hmm. And basically, they help with muscular endurance, they reduce fatigue, and they help with muscle protein synthesis, and they also will help with muscle soreness. So what you want to look for is a 2 to 1 to 1 ratio of your essential amino acids. And you can just turn around, you know, turn the, uh, the, the carton around there and look and see what the ratio is. I've seen them in the chews, the yeah. like nice little chews. Yeah, and you know, there are a lot of supplement companies out there, Cellucor, BSN, mm-hmm. um, gosh, I mean, there's so many supplement companies that make amino acids. You can get them at GNC, you can order them off bodybuilding.com, vitacost.com, mm-hmm. but I would really recommend branch chain amino acids for anybody who works out because okay. they're very, very important because... You know, for all the things that I said, they reduce fatigue, they help with muscle soreness, and they help with endurance, and I can really tell a difference when I don't use them. Mm -hmm. The second thing that I always use is creatine, Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people are afraid of creatine, um, but they shouldn't be. It's the most studied supplement in history. Right, because don't they say, or I've read, you know, that people say it bulks you. That's, you that's not true. Okay. Creatine can make you hold water. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make me hold water. It's it's just based on the, the individual, really. Um, but what you want to look for is micronized creatine. It's super cheap. It's about $15 for, gosh, it probably lasts you a couple months. And you just use a teaspoon at a time. And what does it do? Well, creatine is kind of like 
BC, well, it's not like BCAs at all. Um, what it does, it actually, it, it'll help you, it'll increase your strength, your muscle strength, it enhances recovery, and it improves endurance. And it has many other benefits. You know, there are all kinds of studies being done on creatine all the time. And it's one of those things, you know, bodybuilding.com has a lot of great articles on creatine. Mm -hmm. Examine.com is another very reputable website mm -hmm. um, that you can research creatine. But it's a very safe and effective supplement. I've used it for years. And I, I don't think I would go without it. So really, those are the only things that I use. Mm -hmm. Other than that. What about a pre-workout? You know, that's, that's based on the individual. I mm -hmm. used to do pre-workouts, and I found that they kind of made me feel a little too jittery. Mm -hmm. So pre-workouts are absolutely appropriate if you like them. Mm -hmm. I usually just drink a cup of black coffee before I work out. Mm -hmm. I used to use pre-workouts, like I said. There's nothing wrong with them. Mm -hmm. You just want to make sure that you don't, you know, your heart rate doesn't get too elevated. Yeah. You know, you don't want to, if you're starting with a pre-workout, it's, it's best, and, and they'll probably say this there on the back of the package, but you want to kind of ease your way into it, and you want to cycle yourself off of it every now and then uh, just to give your body a break. A rest from it. Right. Excellent. So how about weighing ourselves? You know, women, and do we weigh ourselves every day? Do you weigh yourself? You know, I weigh myself about once a month. Mm -hmm. I used to weigh myself every single day, and it's honestly, it's mental torture because mm -hmm. our weight can fluctuate <laughs> based on so many different things, you know, not to get too personal, but, sure. you know, it can, whether you've went to the bathroom or not, mm -hmm. you know, whether you're holding water, maybe you had too much salt the day before, mm -hmm. you know, my, my weight can, personally, my weight can fluctuate three to four pounds in a day. Mm -hmm. So I found that it was stressing me out to weigh myself every day. And plus, I really don't care how much I weigh. It took me years to get out of that mindset because every morning I used to step on the scale and I used to let it get me down. Mm -hmm. But like I said, it's mental torture and I, I refuse to do that to myself. And when I took the focus off of that a number off the number on the scale and put more focus on my numbers in the gym you know I want to increase my weight with squats I want to increase my weight with deadlifts mm -hmm. well when my mindset changed to not focusing so much on the scale and focusing on how strong can I be right it really really was the game changer for me because it didn't matter how much I weighed you know it doesn't it really doesn't matter how much you weigh mm -hmm. I, I always tell women use measurements as a guide instead of the scale because Honestly, right now I weigh more than I've ever weighed in my life, but mm -hmm. I look leaner than I've ever looked. Right. Because I have more muscle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a big, people think muscle weighs more than fat, and it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Muscle doesn't weigh more than fat, it's just more dense than fat, so it takes up less space. Right. You know, weighing yourself every day just isn't a good idea because if your weight goes up or down, I know how women are, I know how I am, it can make or break your day, it can make or break your mood. And like I said, there are so many things that contribute to a few pounds or a few ounces in fluctuation. And what I would recommend to women, you know, take measurements of your body, take those measurements every couple weeks, mm -hmm. because a lot of times you'll find the scale may not move, but the measurements go down. And sure. let me tell you something, that's a lot more important because that means you're losing body fat. So that's a lot more important than getting on the scale because you can lose body fat even if your weight doesn't necessarily increase or decrease, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, you can still have progress there. Sure. Excellent, excellent. How about cardio? Let's talk about cardio. Is there any such thing as too much cardio? Believe it or not, there is. Mm. And again, this is something that I used to be in the mindset. I used to be a cardio queen. I used to be a cardio bunny. And I would spend an hour on the elliptical trainer and never get results. I'd be an hour on the treadmill, hour on the elliptical, five days a week, and I never got the results I wanted. I just feel that's so boring. I just can't do it's, it. Oh, it's yes. terrible. And yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, I've not done traditional cardio mm -hmm. in probably five years. Mm -hmm. I haven't done that kind of cardio. 
Um, the thing about cardio, too much cardio is going to cause muscle loss. And before I really get into that, I want to talk about why it's important to lift weights mm -hmm. for women. I think that women really feel like going into the weight room is something that's exclusively for men. And I don't want women to feel that way because the harsh truth is as we age, our metabolism decreases. Mm -hmm. The only way to preserve your metabolism is to build muscle because muscle is metabolism. That's what keeps your metabolism healthy. Okay. So you know when women have the misconception that they need to go in and do a, a bunch of cardio to lose weight that's false because what you want to do you want to be in the weight room you want to be in a good on a good um, weightlifting regimen a good resistance training regimen and you want to focus on that and you want to sprinkle in cardio where it's appropriate mm -hmm. because what happens if you do too much cardio like I said you're going to lose that hard-earned muscle and that muscles what's keep what keeps your metabolism on fire sure um, Generally, you know, if you're going to do cardio, I would recommend 30 minutes, three to five times a week. If you're just starting out, you don't want to do anything overboard. Um, like I said, weight training is going to speed your metabolism, which is going to cause your body to burn more fat. If you're looking for fat loss, you want to focus more on the strength training. Plus, it's a lot more fun. Um, the most effective form of cardio which this is the kind of cardio that I do. It's called high intensity interval training mm -hmm. or HIIT training cardio. And I'm sure you've heard of it. You can go on YouTube or Google. Jump you, rope. Yeah. Stuff. Yep. And the general idea of HIIT cardio, you want to do um, very high bursts of intensity followed by a rest period. Mm -hmm. And that can be a 30 second all out high intensity with a 30 second to one minute rest, just depending on, you know, your how your activity level how in shape you are mm -hmm. and really the great thing about high intensity interval training you can do in 10 to 20 minutes more and more effectively than you can do on an hour a steady state on the treadmill right so for high intensity interval cardio it can be so many different things you can do it on a treadmill or elliptical but what you want to do you want to warm up for maybe three to five minutes at a moderate pace and then you want to ramp up that intensity you know, you want to double that intensity, if not more, and go as hard as you Just can. Right. At the end of that 30 seconds, you need to be you need to be almost about to die at, at 25 seconds. Yes. So then you get that recovery period, and then you do it again. Mm -hmm. You maybe do seven, eight rounds of that, and boom, you're done. Okay. You can also do stuff like jump rope, 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. You mm -hmm. can do sprints. You can do things like burpees, jump squats. I mean, there's so many different things that you can do to get the high intensity interval training. And it's it's a lot better for muscular development and mm -hmm. endurance. Mm -hmm. It's a lot better for fat loss. You know, if you're doing a lot of steady state cardio and you're not getting results, try implementing the HIIT training, the high intensity interval training cardio, along with a good solid uh, weightlifting regimen. And that's when you're gonna see, see some results. you know, the big results. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, um, and, and you spoke about this a little bit earlier, but the, I was just thinking about, you know, definition. Mm -hmm. I know for me, I spend a lot of time in the gym. I feel like I'm working out like crazy. I'm not getting that definition. So it's like, what am I doing wrong? You know, I understand. Mm -hmm. And that comes with, you know, I think everybody wants instant gratification mm -hmm. and I'm guilty of that too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it took me years and years to build the physique that I have now. Mm -hmm. And it took years of weightlifting and years of trial and error with my nutrition. And really, there is no one size fits all as far as that goes. Mm -hmm. But just the basics, you wanna make sure that your nutrition is on point because, you know, I don't like the saying that it's 80% nutrition and 30% or I have read that, gym. yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I like to say it's it's 100% of both. You can't you have to give full effort to both. both. So with your nutrition, you want to make sure that you are getting plenty of vegetables, plenty of protein, a moderate amount of fruit because fruit is carbohydrates. Fruit is sugar. So you don't want to be eating a ton of fruit right at bedtime. You know, you want to keep those uh, calories and carbs around the times that you work out. So to be most effective to build muscle, you want to make sure that you're getting about a gram of protein per pound of body weight or goal weight mm -hmm. if you're overweight. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that you're getting um, an ample amount of carbohydrates before and after your workout. And the rest of the day, you want to focus on mainly your healthy fats, your protein, and your vegetables. So the carbohydrates and the protein are going to help you build that muscle that you're after. Okay. And a good training split's important too. You know, if you really are serious about building muscle, you want to have a good four to five day workout regimen. You want to split your training into uh, different muscle groups. You know, you want to do maybe biceps, triceps one day, shoulders and back one day. You want to do about four to five different exercises about four reps, I'm sorry, about four sets, 12 to 15 reps per body part right. to really be effective. Mm -hmm. And you know, I take minimal breaks when I, when I lift weights. I love to superset because superset basically means if you're gonna work biceps and triceps together, you do a tricep workout followed immediately by a bicep workout without a break. So you're, you know, that's cardio. Mm -hmm. Not only are you helping your self-build muscle but you're keeping your heart rate up so you're doing your cardiovascular training as well and the areas that you want to really improve on for me personally the areas i always wanted to improve on was my shoulders and my backside you mm -hmm. know every woman wants that yes that nice, nice round booty, booty. yes, yes. Mm -hmm. so for me i focused on those areas twice a week mm -hmm. and i lifted heavy mm -hmm. and you don't want to do it on consecutive days so for me now my leg days are Tuesday and Friday mm -hmm. and I build muscle fairly easy in my legs so I put more of a focus on my glutes you know on my on my booty mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, I do several different exercises squats hip thrusts uh, weighted walking lunges you know don't be afraid to lift heavier weight than maybe what you're used to because at the end of, of each set when you say you're trying to do 12 to 15 reps for that set, when you're at rep number nine, you should be struggling. Mm -hmm. It should be a struggle for you. So right. really just you want to make sure to stay consistent and keep your, your volume up with your training. And really consistency, consistency is probably my favorite word to use when talking about health and fitness because mm -hmm. If you're not consistent, you're not going to get the results you want. You know, you can't work out for four weeks and you didn't get the results you want, so then you're going to quit because, like I said earlier, it's extremely hard for a woman to build muscle. It took me a couple of years to get the physique I truly wanted. Now, it may not take everybody a couple of years, mm -hmm. but that's just me personally. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it takes it takes quite a bit of effort to build muscle for a woman. And I think women get afraid when you say build muscle, but... What I hear a lot of times from women is I want to get toned. I want to be lean and toned. Well, that comes from everything I've been talking about, weightlifting and, you know, kind of pushing yourself past your comfort zone. Right. Got it. Got it. Got it. What about alcohol consumption? Alcohol consumption. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, alcohol, I'm a firm believer in moderation with all things. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in cutting out foods or food groups or anything like that unless, of course, you have a specific food allergy because I think that long-term nutritional adherence is 
based upon whether you have enough variety in your diet. That's why, you know, I still eat bread, I still eat potatoes, you know, I just make sure that it all fits within my calorie requirements for the day. And the same thing kind of goes for alcohol. Um, alcohol is, it's got a little bit more calories per gram than protein and carbs, but it's got a few more, less calories than fat. Mm -hmm. um, I know that's kind of confusing, but what alcohol does, it, it kind of supplies empty calories and it can stimulate hunger. So those are definitely the negative side effects. But like I said, I believe in everything in moderation. Right. So if you're going to choose to drink alcohol, there's a, a few things that you can do to make it um, kind of for your benefit. Mm -hmm. So you want to stay away from all the girly fruity mixed drinks, the pina coladas, the strawberry daiquiris. I mean, if you have a couple of those drinks, you've hit your carb requirement for two days you know and that can be a recipe for disaster right so you want to stay away from all the mixed drinks all the sugary drinks um, beer is really not that great of an idea uh, just because you know it's, it's going to be higher on, on in calories mm -hmm. um, a regular beer is going to cost you about 150 calories for a 12 ounce beer mm -hmm. now if you are going to drink wine is not a bad option Yay. i know I, I love wine i drink wine probably once a week mm -hmm. maybe sometimes twice a week i do enjoy a good glass of merlot mm -hmm. um a four or five ounce glass of wine is going to be 80 to 100 calories mm -hmm. so what i do if i know i'm going to go out to dinner with my girlfriends or go out on a date with my husband and i know i want to I, I know i want to have a couple glasses of wine mm -hmm. i just pre-plan for it and I, I leave you know 200 or 400 calories uh, available available mm -hmm. and I use those calories for my wine mm -hmm. and that is you can still reach your goals if you do that now you don't want to drink every single day mm -hmm. um, but you can definitely fit it in it it can be appropriate uh, to fit in with your fat loss goals if you if you do it sparingly mm -hmm. um, another good option believe it or not things like vodka rum you're gonna it's gonna cost you roughly about 70 calories per shot mm -hmm. But if you're like me and a lightweight, you know, don't need to hold with that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. a shot or two, you know, and I'm good and you're down 140 calories, no big deal. So I love a glass of wine. And another thing, I love to order, you know, just a vodka on the rocks with a splash of, uh, you know, squeeze a lemon or a lime in there mm -hmm. or some diet, diet tonic water mm -hmm. in there. Um, th that's another good option. But, you know, good. everything in moderation. Good, good, good deal. So, um, what are the three biggest takeaways uh, for the audience today? So we're wrapping up, and I always like to ask our, our interview, you know, what are the three biggest takeaways for our listeners today? What would you like them to remember? I think the three most important things are to stay consistent, number one. Like I said, consistency is the key to success, really with anything in life, not just with health and fitness, but with anything you want to achieve, you have to stay consistent and you have to realize there's going to be regression, there's going to be failures, there's going to be times you want to give up, there's going to be times that the scale is up 10 pounds, but you'll eventually find out what works for you and find a good reputable source to get information from from health and nutrition. I had mentioned examine.com, bodybuilding.com. Uh, those are great resources uh, that you can go to if you have questions about supplements or really anything. Examine.com is probably my favorite website because it's all scientific based. So you can really trust what they say. But just stay consistent, don't give up. Kind of put your put your blinders on and get rid of all the noise you see on social media. Um, I've heard people call that brain trash. Yes, it is because yes. you hear you hear everything under the sun. You hear low don't don't eat fats, don't eat carbs. You know you hear everything, mm -hmm. but it's important to understand that moderation 
is the only thing you need to practice moderation and consistency um, stay prepared is number two you always want to stay prepared like we were talking about with travel or with grocery shopping trips you know taking care of your body is not something that's short term you, you got to do it forever sure and so you always want to stay prepared so make sure that you always have your kitchen and pantry stocked with foods that align with your goals mm -hmm. uh, number three I want to encourage people to stop dieting because you know take the word diet out of your vocabulary any fad diet that has a name throw it out the window you don't need all the supplements you don't need all the fad diets all you need is to focus on a few simple things which is eat mostly whole foods so that means eat mostly lots of vegetables you know your spinach your green beans all your green veggies all your colorful veggies focus on lean protein at every meal that way you make sure you get your protein requirements for the day and you know keep healthy snacks around mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be miserable you don't have to starve you know to reach your your goals but just get the dieting mindset out of your head because when you're on a diet you know you associate that with unhappiness being on, being on punishment yes yes excellent so how do we get in touch with you well I actually have a lot of things in the works right now mm -hmm. um, you can get in touch with me now via Facebook Instagram snapchat I'm fit by Heather on all of those um, no spaces there just fit by Heather and uh, you can message me on there if you want I'll be happy to answer any questions you might have I also have a blog uh, it's fitbyheather.blogspot.com mm -hmm. and over the past couple of years I've written a lot of different things about um, you know what I eat uh, the last blog that I wrote was uh, what are the best carbs fat and protein sources to choose from I think that a lot of people might find that helpful mm -hmm. I wrote a blog about a year ago um, it's still up and it was my most popular blog to date and it was about how to figure out based on your body type and goals how many calories you need and how many carbs fat and protein you need based on your body type and based on your physique goals mm -hmm. and it's a little bit of math in there you know so people can get overwhelmed so you can message me private message me on Facebook or something I can help you figure out your numbers but um, just check out the blogs that I write because I really try to put good information out you know for especially for women because like I said I have a huge heart for women because we have it we have it rough you know mm -hmm. we're we're constantly pressured to look a certain way and be a certain size and um, I think all women are beautiful you oh. know. and something else I have in the works you know I'm working on some recipe ebooks mm -hmm. so that's that's my um, my long-term goal um, I've got a website I'm working on for fit by Heather it's gonna have uh, lots of recipe ebooks it's gonna have step-by-step -step guides on how to begin a weightlifting regimen mm -hmm. um, for fat loss and, and muscle gain mm -hmm. so I'm hoping I'm giving myself a time limit by fall to have all this ready. Yeah. Hopefully, it won't take that long. My, my first ebook uh, will be ready before the website will be, and hopefully, it'll be up within the next couple of months. That is fantastic. It, it's been wonderful talking with you and learning so much about our bodies and health and working out and possibly getting ready for a competition. Yeah. You know, so it's been wonderful. Thanks for sharing with us today. Thank you for having me. It was an honor. Thank you. Now that you join me in thanking Heather for this great advice and guidance, we have to take care of ourselves before we can take care of other people. Of course, I'm available for expert opinion, motivational keynotes, workshops, and limited consulting. You can book me for your next conference or training event 
just email me at awilcox at intrepidbizstrategies.com. If you're involved in a book club, you can find my newest book, Superwoman Smarts, on Amazon. At the end of the book, I have included a list of discussion questions. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great week and share this podcast with others who might find it helpful or insightful. Get smart, get busy, get it done.